0: Welcome to the 27th episode of the third season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Oh,
1: hello, Banjo. I don't think I've ever put so much effort into trying to get up for something in my life, and I'm still not up for it. I'm slightly surprised
0: you're here, to be honest. Well,
1: I tried to make you do it with Stringer. He's a happy man. He'd be up and about. You'd have a great pod with Stringer. am I flat i refused,
0: because I to be honest prefer your misery to his happiness
1: yeah you are you're a grump <laughs> mate you're such a I grump i'm
0: reveling in your misery <sighs> thank god you didn't make the grand final I think their friendship just would have had to.
1: I, I'm okay. though. I'm okay. I'm just, I'm so positive about the future. I'm just, I reckon I'm more positive now than I was before the game. Because Before the yeah, game, but I But surely
0: like, it's dropped a bit with Jesse Hogan announcing oh, he's, he's leaving.
1: He's not leaving. He's not going to go banjo. It's not going oh,
0: oh, so d- it to happen. Oh, he's a beautiful
1: man. I'd be absolutely devastated. I would genuinely be If you be lost cut. Jesse
0: and didn't get May, perfect off season for me.
1: That it'd be worse than losing Watts. Like it'd be more upsetting. Of course it would. No, was. but you know how much I love. I know, but Jesse's actually to my heart. good. Yes, but Watts, I absolutely love that man. That was heartbreaking. This is he this would be to go worse. He just
0: home to see his family.
1: No, he, he, he signed last year. He's not going to go. He's not going to go. Stop trying to drag me down, Banjo. I tried to lift myself. I'm trying forward. to do a lot more You're than just drag you I'm down. I just God. storm off and cry soon, Banjo? You just uh, what a horrible. Horrible week oh.
0: I'm, just, I, I'm lost for words I'm just so happy It's just great to see You're miserable again You're <sighs> too cocky You too, got too far ahead of yourself <laughs> Yeah and
1: you're, you've been cocky And you have no right to be cocky So
0: <sighs> I just know we're going to win A premiership next year With Gaff Pollock Hall Apparently Nick Newman
1: Rumours of Brandon Ellis. <laughs> Shut up. Can we, can we get into this and get through it as quickly as yeah, possible? Yeah, sure. Let's move this on misery. to... This uh, misery. Onto Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone's favourite segment. The title derives from the line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we give 3-2-1 votes most weeks for the uh, most meaningless games of the round. But uh, obviously through finals that's been a little bit difficult. So we're just going to name the one and it's... Uh, it's a nice and obvious one. Uh, Was well, a West Coast defeated Melbourne by 66 points?
0: Yep, a straight 11 goals.
1: So to West Coast, we say...
0: No, no. To West Coast and more importantly, To West Melbourne. Coast,
1: we say...
0: Gold jacket, green
1: jacket, who gives a shit? We we weren't meaningless, mate. We were. Yeah, you didn't show up, to be fair. Uh, yeah, no, no. Look, the whole game was a little bit meaningless. Well, I mean, it was meaningless.
0: A... <laughs> it got us tied <assigned laughs> into a grand five. It, it was
1: meaningless <laughs> after about five minutes. No one cared after uh, that no, point.
0: There was only about 15 minutes in when we realised how bad you were, I reckon. You weren't on at any point, but there was hope you'd just survive. West Coast missed a couple of chances. And it was what they kicked. Four goals eight in the first quarter.
1: Yeah. I think as a fan there were sort of there were two distinct moments of emotion throughout the game. Mm. There was the first one about halfway through the first quarter when there was just that feeling of you were so excited and so nervous for this game and already it's slipping away. And it was just that that kind of flatness which just yeah. overwhelmed you and that just that frustration that's already slipping out of your hands. And then you kind of adjusted to that. And then there was halfway through the second quarter when it was It moved from we're going to lose this to this is actually embarrassing. Like, this Mm. is genuinely embarrassing to be watching. And it, that 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 was the point when it was the hardest to watch, but you know after half time I cracked open a few beers and it, it made it okay. You
0: were annoyingly chipper when I saw you <laughs> after the game. I oh. wanted I wanted uh, tears streaming down your face. I wanted to see that mascara just, run. I'm but... just
1: I'm just so positive about the future. Yeah, we annoying. cannot go backwards. We we're going to be top four. We will see a lot of preliminary finals with this list. So yeah, hopefully no grand next, finals. The next ones will probably be a little bit more enjoyable, just a little bit.
0: Yeah. Can we talk about the narrative that you just didn't show up? Do you think that was entirely the difference or do you think it was a bit more than that?
1: I don't think... I've had to think about this. I don't think it was so much necessarily the occasion got to us. It was West Coast that got to us. And, that, and those things are a bit... They're linked because the way West Coast played is they played a prelim final.
0: They were phenomenal. But
1: it was like... I'm sure we, we came to the game feeling the same way we would felt the last couple of finals. But like, the pressure they put on us so early... And we just, we absolutely panicked. I've never seen our team panic in that way. It was just missing handballs, fumbles, just decision-making horrendous. We just, we absolutely panicked. And I said this to you before. I think a lot of teams in that situation, that, that happens. Sometimes that happens, another team jumps you. And a lot of teams can slow it down and sort of mitigate the damage and find their way back into the game. But I think one of our biggest problems with it was we have this idea that we play this chaos style and that's how we won our first two finals. Yeah, you making it, everything. Yeah, it? making it as messy as possible because yeah. we're good in that situation. Normally our hands are brilliant in that situation. Yeah. It wasn't working for us playing that way. But we, had a clear, we would have had a clear directive going in that we want to make the game that as much as possible. So we didn't ever have a thing of, oh, we just need to hold on to the ball now. Because that, that wasn't the directive going into the game. And I just don't think we had a leader out there who was able to say, guys, this, this isn't working. Let's slow it down. Let's get to quarter time. Let's get yeah, to half time, you'd whatever. you'd expect
0: that to have been Jordan Lewis, but he had such a nightmare that he, he would just have been, was not in a position. He would to have been worried that, about his it.
1: own game. Jeez, he was... He was awful, and I, and I I don't jump. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, we need to
0: get rid of I think you should Lewis. delist him, really.
1: No, that's ridiculous. He, he had two great finals, and he's been like the the value he gave to that young list with his direction. Like mm. we've heard a lot of stories off the field about the sort of stuff he's said to players about what finals are like to sort of prepare them for it. He's been unbelievable value for us, and he, he had an absolute stinker. Yeah. It happens, and it it was it was sad that it was him, but. Bad games happen to players.
0: Yeah, he could quite easily be Bernie Vince next year and just sort of tail off and not be best 22 by the end of it. But he's worth the list spot to see if he can get another good year out of it.
1: I would be... Next year, It will probably drop off a little bit, but I'd be surprised if he's not playing every game next year. I, he's I been, could see
0: him being cooked.
1: He's been super important this year. Super important, especially now Bernie's gone because they were the two kind of battling out for yeah. that role. I I think he'll. I think he'll be very good next year. There were a lot of Hawthorne supporters saying he won't last three years. I'm pretty confident it will get a good year out of him, and I think by the end of next year we'll be con- strongly considering another another year for him.
0: Interesting. I think with your talk about the handballing of Melbourne, though, and everyone's spoken about that a lot, I don't think enough uh, credit's been given to how good West Coast were at disrupting it. They got yep. so many clean interceptions out of uh, out of your handball chains. So just weren't were like were ridiculous knocking balls down that lesser teams you would have gotten away with that all the time and it wouldn't have been anywhere near as drastic i think west coast it wasn't really pressure it was sort of it was almost not intercept marking because it wasn't marking but like intercepting of handballs really anticipation clean. yeah Which
1: some players have something like mm. I, i've said before that's just about petrarca's best asset yeah. is his ability to just Put a hand out and get in the way Anticipate where it's going Yeah, yeah the there was Luke, a lot of that. The
0: Luke Shuey one Where Brayshaw fumbled mid In the midpoint of the ground But Luke Shuey sort of Knocked it between his legs It sat back up for him And he ran away from it Is
1: like that the that. one when Frost Like shot the handball Straight into Brayshaw's chest be. Be I, I didn't to... know who's, who was more to blame for that They were both <laughs> would have taken a fair bit of blame
0: But Shuey was just unbelievable there And there were so many times with that. Lewis had one where he tried to handball over Rioli Who was sitting on top of a Melbourne player Rioli flicks his wrist up and diverts it slightly So it falls into the lap of a West Coast player Yeah, So many times they did those little things That made their ball use able to be clean, break away Interceptions and stop you from being able to recover it all with pressure. Yeah. Their run away from packs was insane.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's funny that because most of the talk has been how bad we were, and then yeah. and there was kind of an afterthought. But West Coast really good. They made that happen. I was, the. we'll obviously get to it, the Richmond-Collingwood game, I was very happy to say Collingwood were magnificent, and Richmond weren't awful, they were disappointing, they weren't awful, our game, we were awful, so that that allows you to have that little bit of, oh, how good were West Coast, but they they were, they were magnificent, their their pressure off the start was unbelievable, and they were so clinical.
0: Yeah, I think that takes, that's a bit unfair to West Coast, to be honest, because you were awful, but punished you like yeah, yeah they, was, they made us awful. there they, it was their day they had some unbelievable goals Josh uh Jack Darling snapped from 50 out of wherever where he was, was trying to kick it forward yeah and when it, it bounced out. through yeah right angle turn <laughs> and like a minute
1: beforehand there was Lacrosse one
0: which, off the back of his leg as well
1: yeah oh <laughs> yeah that, that that was probably the that was the moment <laughs> when it was really tipped into this is getting embarrassing like, but the one with uh Darling like a minute beforehand we looked like we had a certain goal and it Kicked up really awkwardly And allowed Hannon to get tackled Running back onto it It was A lot went their way I mean they would have only beaten us By 50 points instead (laughs) But yeah
0: Yeah but like In in the same sentence Like 4-8 in the first quarter Like There were Almost as many moments Of them Like fucking up, <laughs> uh, guilt-edge ed op- opportunities. The, this was the worst example of sides kicking around the corner from sharp angles, like the set shot, the Stevie J set shot that I've ever seen. They were all yeah, okay. really bad misses. And you're, they're normally the easiest set shot in the game by now. And there was like Rioli missed one. When on earth is a Rioli ever going to miss that shot?
1: I, I've decided with them. I, I don't mind the snap. The snap doesn't bother me at all from a set shot. I hate it when players rush them. I hate them when they take them. Because that, yeah. people say it's it's a cop-out. I think it's a cop-out in that situation because you don't want the pressure to get to you. So yeah. you just think, I'm just going to kick it straight away so I don't have to think about it. I'm just going to kick it and get it out
0: of the way. By then, it's already in your head, really. Like, yeah. <laughs> you've lost yeah. half the mental yeah. battle there. But if you, like,
1: if you go back, take a deep breath take a step out and snap it. I think that it seems to me that, that the percentages are you're more likely to kick it, kicking it that way. So
0: Yeah, well, especially yeah. from the really tight ones. We had Jack Darling kick it the wrong way as well, which was just hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did say let's barely talk about this game because, I mean, it is a hard game to analyse. Like, it was just, it was just an yeah. utter domination in every way.
0: It's one of those games you have to focus on the moments rather than any over... Overall analysis Because the only thing You can really talk about Is how well they scored From turnovers (laughs) That is the Point of difference In a lot of ways That comes off
1: Contest yeah. and pressure, and they made us panic, which caused us to turn it over. And then they were—they were, they were they, great.
0: They were better in contestable which just never happens. Yeah, Come that up. was the
1: way we were going to win the game. We had to kill them but out. They of the won middle.
0: the territory battle. You, I think, end up with one more. <laughs> it's two fifty, yeah, yeah here, but which that is that was odd. <laughs> ridiculous. You're about eight down at halftime. Yeah, so it was all sort of. Uh, but even
1: eight—that's still less drastic than. Yeah, like counts. the game seemed yeah um, we had a, we had a lot of like
0: so efficient inside 50 doesn't feel that way yeah well we had a
1: lot of uh, centre clearances which were just um, like scrap kicks mm. forward they were immediately intercepted which yeah. is exactly what we should have been planning for where it goes. they ran
0: like Jamie Cripps really well off the back of the square I think like Jeddah did a bit of it too they really right. utilised that effectively yeah,
1: they smashed us in the contest they outworked mm. us ridiculously on the spread like they just they just killed us, never. Killed us in the air killed us on the ground just yeah. just smashing
0: do want to shout out uh liam ryan's underground handballs <laughs> They were probably the highlight of the i don't game. remember Aesthetically. them but... <laughs> he ran through like two people with an uh, another
1: mate i think i repressed it i don't know i remember I, I remember, remember he had a nice him. little run on the wing at one point i remember being like oh that's quite good in no, my that's depressed probably way. Probably
0: the one I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, like know. under Lewis's arm, broke through this tackle. Oh, that's awesome.
1: I'm running Ryan. Yeah, exactly. No flying, flying Ryan, running take Ryan, a
0: semi-hanger in the goal square. Goal well. and
1: Ryan just does everything. Yeah, it'll, Nor- it'll be Norman Ryan at the it end of the Does everything week.
0: without a G at the end of the. Yeah, <laughs> the exactly way.
1: right. Exactly right. Uh, I I do like him. I do like him. But can we just get away from this rubbish? Can we talk um, about something else?
0: Oh, no, let's talk about how bad Max was.
1: No, let's not do that. Max is an absolute champion, all right. He had a he Clary had a disappointing day. Uh Clary got going. He wasn't too bad in the end.
0: His, his goal was actually very good. Yeah. Did anyone play well for you? Who was your best player?
1: Ah, uh, Viney tried really hard. There were there were times where she that tried is to the least
0: surprising sentence you'll ever hear. Yeah, there, there he
1: was. He was someone who was trying desperately to lift lift us. Brayshaw wasn't too bad, and Oliver, as the game went on, he wasn't too bad. Apart from that, like, it, like, and they weren't good. Like, they'd be disappointed with how yeah. they played individually. They, but they weren't... to their normal output, they were down. Yeah, they weren't completely embarrassing and they tried. <laughs> One question,
0: because uh, Jones wasn't good again. Are you worried about his final series?
1: He's had a really poor final series, which has been... It's been disappointing. I'll, I'll never be angry at the man because he's single-handedly brought us to yes. where we are. Uh, yeah, that... It, he had, a, he had a really good year to that point. He had a really good year to that point. So I I don't think it's I'm worried for next year or I give him at least a couple of years of being useful, but he did have a disappointing final series. The first couple of games were mistakes and yeah. this was just quiet. Just didn't have any sort of impact yeah, on it. He is
0: playing sort of a wing role now though, so which is a bit more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, on, exactly. Uh, his teammates. Exactly. But, but anyway, I think I'm going to let you move on.
1: Thank God for that. Oh, reliving that. Ugh. You,
0: you, you demand attention Oh uh, yeah we're going, we're going
1: back to back In my segments aren't we Which is a bit Which is a little bit weird So yeah we're moving on To a far happier segment This is time where we can lift And start feeling our way Into the pod Because it's it's our favourite segment Every week So it's time Banjo For Billy Gowers Watch
0: Billy 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 Gowers Billy
1: yeah I, will, I have to throw to it now after your complete disaster last week it's it's officially my segment it's my segment forever although again you were the one that did the research considering I'm not on Twitter and apparently he tweeted again this week he that's did. exciting
0: seven hours ago to be
1: jeez to be he, he knew the pod was coming up he knew he had to give us some material
0: yeah well we we do have connections to it so maybe cyclically they got through I don't know just Putting theories out there. But, Probably uh, unlikely. This week's is about as rubbish as last. <laughs> we, don't, we have no news and the tweet isn't... Do you rubbish.
1: reckon it's better or worse than last week's?
0: I think worse. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I so, thought we were picking the pot up, mate. What is it? He's retweeted uh, a video of Tiger Woods uh, driving... Um, Oh yeah, driving And (laughs) There are trails behind the arc of the ball Like a 3D graphic Yeah, yeah, yeah And so he said These these trails remind me of myself To be honest Shaping the ball like it's a piece of clay I like the arrogance I
1: don't doubt him Like if he's this good at football He has to have some ability in other sports Like I I suspect he's probably a superstar golfer
0: Yeah, probably Surely But if he's so versatile on the football field, surely that translates.
1: You'd think so, but we have we have more important Billy Gower's news. Actually, he he got some Brownlow votes. He got two votes in the game against you. The first yeah, he was of,
0: really good. The <laughs> first are
1: probably thousands. It has to be said, but he got yeah. two Brownlow votes, and I, I actually put a bet on him to poll a vote because I have belief in our in our mm-hmm. great man, and uh, he pulled through as he always does.
0: Yeah, uh, if he doesn't break the all-time record for most Brownlow votes, that Gary Ablett. actually yeah. yeah. On the night, um, I think it's a. Career. Well, he's a shoe in, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he is. He, but like, he's had a few years. He's if he, he do does anyway. break that record, has he choked more or less than Richmond on Friday night
1: or Melbourne on Saturday?
0: <laughs> yeah, but either way, yeah. He didn't take uh, oh,
1: pick. more, more. Like he's more of a certainty than Richmond ever were. when
0: ge- right, ge- let's let's go back then. Geelong, two
1: thousand and eight. Ooh, yeah, no, nah, Billy, Billy, Billy was an absolute. He's an absolute certainty to do it. That would be a far bigger. Okay,
0: last choke. one, Essendon ninety nine. What happened in '99? You beat them, did you? No, Carlton beat them in the preliminary. Oh, final, oh yeah, Which yeah, is why yeah, we won yeah, the flag.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cooter pulled him over the line. Oh, I don't know. It
0: might, it might be tight that one. It might be tight. But it I'm, would be in the sorry, yeah the upper about echelon the, of all time shows. Melbourne's premiership in 1999. <laughs> just give me a second to come back to earth.
1: <laughs> uh, God. All right. Let's move on to some football.
0: Yeah, Collingwood defeated Richmond by 39 points. Um, didn't see this one coming. I'll be honest. Certainly didn't, and it was a. It was cooked. The
1: night was cooked. It was. It was just. I, I literally just sat there with my jaw open the entire night. Like, what is going on? And I'm actually. I'm very comfortable to say, Collingwood's pressure in the first half was at a level I have never ever seen before. I think that that is the best pressure performance I've ever yeah. seen. It was actually astonishing. I, they did not miss a tackle. No. And Richmond excellent at busting through tackles and they just hit every single one of them it it was frightening to watch
0: even when they missed tackles they sort of unbalanced the richmond player with the ball normally richmond players are breaking tackles remaining steady and getting drive out of the broken tackle but every time they broke a tackle they were slowed down so the next person could come in there and make it stick it was an unbelievable performance the desperation that collingwood showed in being able to execute that was yeah I haven't seen anything like it.
1: It was it was actually frightening to watch that first half, and then as a result of that, other things started falling apart for Richmond. I, I've never seen them dump the ball to Rewalt so much yeah. ever. That's never been a problem with them.
0: And they they
1: go sh- they go to Rewalt a bit, but yeah. that's what's so good about them is how diverse they are, and they were just dumping it on his head. Or for the third quarter especially, it was frightening how much they were doing
0: it. Yeah, and he played so well, <laughs> even like. Three oh, he days, was he, he was, was magnificent. Yeah. Yeah, it was... They, their they, game plan sort of broke down in the face of the Collingwood pressure. They weren't getting any runoff half-back. Yeah, they
1: weren't using the corridor in the same way they the normally do. The amount of do.
0: times they got the ball sort of along, around the Collingwood 50-meter uh, line and then just had nothing to do with just spoon-fed the ball back to the Collingwood defenders. It was, it was I,
1: I've never seen so much it kicking... It was like
0: what Richmond do to other teams.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I've never seen so much defensive kicking down the line mm. from Richmond before. They, they would just rattle. And the other thing was... The amount of space they gave Mason Cox was Richmond defenders don't do that. He was able to lead into a lot of space, and that's just—it's just, it's I just think, so unRichmond.
0: I, I think Asprey being not yeah right, it might have been a factor killed them because Asprey's the body man on the big key forwards, and he's the guy that would be normally have responsibility yeah. for Cox, and without him, Rance couldn't be the guy that drops in front, which meant Rance had to play on him. And Rance just doesn't have a chance to play from behind against the guys because Mason Cox, when the delivery is that good. Mace no key w- for no key defender does.
1: Mace was fantastic. Like, don't take anything away from him. He was brilliant. But I feel like he's one of those forwards who, if you play him right, he's very easy to stop. Yeah, well, like you saw just. It-
0: Two weeks ago Exactly You just
1: push him Slightly off his line On a lead Mm. And he'll fall over Like if he has a straight run
0: at it You can't stop him his centre of gravity Is very high (laughs) Yeah
1: Exactly So you've just got to put A little bit of body in there And you you stop him And Richmond just weren't able To do it Which it's shocking From a defence that good
0: Yeah and from a defence Where the strength Is their key defenders i just, so many of them Had a muted impact mm. Vlosten Didn't do much Like None yeah. of their players In defensive 50 Really did anything Except for Hulley Who was
1: Grimes was good Like he yeah. just did
0: What Grimes does But he's always yeah. yeah
1: Yeah he's one of those Players you, you, He's not gonna His ceiling's there, not that Neville high but you know exactly like- Yeah exactly Exactly You know what he's what, what you're gonna get From him every time
0: Collingwood going forward Now that we've showing this Is this a sustainable Level of play
1: for next week or into the long term future. It's
0: so hard, dude. Uh, not
1: not to that level. And to be fair, when I when they beat us on Queen's birthday, I remember saying afterwards, I don't think any team can play to that level. Like that was that was the best team yeah. performance I'd seen all year, how ferocious and clinical they were and how great their defensive structures were. This was that at another at another level. Yeah. But yeah, they're capable of putting that game together. I don't know if they will on grand final day. I'm actually struggling to tip it, especially considering how good West Coast were. Yeah,
0: my but, head's definitely, my heart is definitely getting in the way of my head when tipping this game.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm decided I'm going to wait out the week before I tip it because I'm, I'm really not sure about it at the moment. But uh, yeah, their best is absolutely phenomenal, and we've seen we've seen it a handful of times mm. this year when when they really start playing as a unit. Um, but. Geez, that that was that was the best performance we've seen from a team this year on Friday night.
0: Yeah, should Dusty have played?
1: Interesting one. I brought this up with you before. There was a year when Prest... This was when Colin won the premiership in mm. 2010. And Presty wasn't quite right going into the grand final. And he put his hand up and said, look, I'm not right. And he was universally praised for doing that, for being this selfless act that he's saying, I want to play in the grand final, but I'm not right. The team will be better off without me. So I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to miss out. And he was, he was absolutely praised for it. Then I, on the other hand, when players force themselves to get up when they're not yeah. quite right, they get praised for their bravery in doing that. I'm just, what's the right thing to do? Like, should Dusty be criticized for being too selfish and not being able to say... No, we'd be better off with I don't know Miles or Lloyd, whoever they'd pick to come into the team. Asprey as well. He, he was Asprey. I think was more not right than Dusty.
0: Yeah, and I think it showed when Asprey's playing forward, everything's yeah. going wrong. Dusty
1: can do it in five minutes. Mm. That's not what Asprey's there for. Asprey's there to play a, a full game of consistent football.
0: Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Dusty's too good not to play though. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, if I there's mean, there's a
0: chance he can play. A slightly below average dusty game that's so much better than the guy you're bringing in for yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's even, captain even hindsight what stuff. He played probably wasn't worse than what they likely would have got out of Miles or Lloyd. Their problem, do you think their problem was stuff like pressure and that kind of thing? Or do you think their problem was un- unable to break through Collingwood?
1: Unable to break through Coll- yeah. Coll- uh, Collingwood should take more praise than Richmond yeah. deserved criticism for and I it. I
0: think. Dustin Martin, even on one leg, is far more likely to be able to do that yeah. than either of those guys. And if, if, like,
1: it's all captain hindsight stuff. If Richmond had played well enough, he would have been fine. He would have yeah. been solid for the game. And then if it was a close game, he'd have every chance to kick the match winner at the end because he's dusty. And if Dusty says to you before the game, "I'm right to play. I want to play," you just play him. So. Yeah, you can't be too critical of that, I don't think.
0: No, all. No, do you have any more thoughts on the game or should we move on? No, I think we can move on, Banjo. Any more thoughts on the Melbourne game? Do you want to go back to that at all?
1: Uh, no, no, but we will talk about Melbourne's... Well, are we going on to reviewing Melbourne now? Is that what we're doing? No, we're... You don't have
0: the rundown. No, in can front we of do you. that? No, I want to lift my mood. It's time for my segment. Oh. It's time for Cane Corns' call of the week. Oh, yeah, and okay. I really wish we had a stinger for it, but we don't. We'll so get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we've just got to find out what stupid shit Cane Corns has said that we want to put in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeez, we were scraping the barrel with this one. This is not a great one. I'm gonna, yeah, we're gonna yeah. go out we're there. We're actually,
0: we're not having a crack at um, any. Any particular writer. We're having a crack at the editor of the Herald Sun this week. Yeah, we've who decided. Put on the front, rate, uh, front page that uh, Victorians should get behind Collingwood. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, I refuse.
1: It's really ambitious, isn't it? It's real. It's just not understanding football. As
0: Collingwood's entire persona is that they're the team that everybody hates. Yeah. When you talk and they about love teams that. that are hated by other supporters in other sports, Victorians maybe Australians, I don't know, always say they're the Collingwood of that sport. Yeah, yeah. Like, all they're about is being hated.
1: And it's just football, isn't it? Like, when we, we hate other Victorian teams more than we hate interstate teams Absolutely. because we have rivalries with them because they're relevant. We have friends who marry yeah. for them, stuff like that. West Coast are just inoffensive. That's how we would describe yeah. them. And as a result, I really hope they win. Collingwood will be unbearable. Imagine Eddie... Imagine he'll Stringer. be shocking this week, imagine Stringer. I'm doing yes. a
0: like grand avoidance project of Stringer for at least two months if they win. <laughs>
1: yeah, he'll be unbearable. Eddie this week will be shocking. Imagine him after they win it. Like God, go West Coast. I also go really West like Coast. the
0: idea that Buckley hasn't won a flag in anything. That's just so yeah. positive for me. Uh, I kind of like he could Buckley. Have he could have stayed. Yeah, he's actually really good. I can't help. Like, I'm,
1: I'm trying to hate him, but every time I hear him speak, I'm like, no, I love you.
0: Yeah, but the idea that he, <laughs> he he had three options for what he was going to do uh, in his career. He could have stayed at Brisbane, he would have won at least three flags. <laughs> yeah. He signed with North Melbourne. If he'd gone there, he would have won at least two flags. And instead, <laughs> he went to Collingwood, where he won none. It is the greatest story in the AFL out of the 90s for me. I want it to continue. And he was
1: extremely lucky to avoid a sacking as <laughs> yeah, coach as well. So, yeah, that narrative is a bit of fun. It is a bit of fun. Uh, we're doing my Cane Corns call? You can go for it. Ah, now I'm getting positive. If Melbourne gets Stephen May, they are a dead set certainty (laughs) to win the flag next year. But there is a strong rider on it. Unless we get rid of Hogan in the meantime. (laughs) (laughs) If we retain both of them, give us the flag. Okay, if we get both of them, or if we get one of them (laughs) and retain the other one, whatever. Certainty, mate. Absolute certainty.
0: This makes me so happy and so sad at the same time. <laughs> Stephen
1: May is perfect for us. I've been waiting this entire season to see the moment when we realise that Sam Frost is very, very vulnerable and very worrying. Because yes. you just can't rely on the bloke. We finally had it. He was disgraceful on the <laughs> weekend. I love him. He was shocking.
0: To be fair, it wasn't like entirely his fault.
1: No, but it was it was a, a fair situation. bit his fault as well. He was, he'd was had some absolutely shocking moments. He was yeah. just a headless chook. But that back line, if we had May, Lever, and Oscar McDonald. So I think May and Oscar would take like the one and two. Lever would drift off at intercept. That's a great yeah. back line. And our biggest weakness has become quite a strength. We know our midfield is like unbelievable.
0: You uh, And then, on. if we keep
1: Hogan with McDonald in the forward line, mate, that is such a friendship list. You can't deny that. That is like.
0: Yeah, I won't, that is a clear I won't, I won't deny list. it. And I think it pains me to say it, but I hope May goes to Collingwood. <laughs> 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 um, and, yeah, but good thing Jesse's leaving, so it won't really matter. Oh,
1: he's not leaving. He it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. It
0: can't. Can I just say, what your cane corns could have also been. On, I think it was last night. You said that your uh, midfield was already uh, in the in the same stratosphere as the West Coast. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And the I said Brisbane uh, Triple Premiership midfield. It was a projection
1: call, but I think it the midfield That's not how you phrase it. I think
0: I was drunk. I
1: think <laughs> the Fab. If, if we talk about Fab fours, as we tend to do in football for whatever reason, gone Oliver, Brayshaw, Viney. That is every chance to be as good as that West Coast one, that Brisbane one. It could be.
0: Is it as good as the Geelong midfield?
1: Name their Fab Four:
0: Ablett, Yep, Bartel, mm. and then it's like Corey and Kevin Chapman. Would Chapman. he yeah, classify? He was a mid-forward.
1: Corey one. was always the afterthought one.
0: Yeah, he was the Luke Power. Yeah,
1: no, like I, I think, I think it could be as good as that. Yes, it, I intend it as a projection thing, but like Gorn's already there. Oliver's already there. Bray Shaw was the third best player in the comp, according to the umpires. <laughs> Viney needs to get his body right. But it's pretty bloody good, mate. And then we've got an elite player in Hans just floating around as well. I'm more it positive is. about Melbourne now than it's, I was before the game. It's, it's weird. It's
0: gotten very annoying. I'm glad we're only doing this for two more weeks. Uh, so mine, Yep. Paul Roos, overrated coach. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: I I can't explain because I can't rebut that without some... I I can't even figure out what logic you could have in this call.
0: So, he's held up in pretty much all-time great status, right?
1: Rightfully so, yep.
0: Not rightfully so. He won one flag in his career with one gimmick. And then when he... One
1: gimmick? What do you mean? like
0: The super defensive stuff. Okay. It's all he had. And when he came to Melbourne... He didn't have to do anything but you get your culture right to get a pass. And that's what he did. He did a very good job of that, but as a coach, he's overrated.
1: Mate, this this is one of your worst. This is this absolutely is, this is true. Mate, he, he was never going to be a career coach. He said it from the start. He, he he just wanted a go at coaching. He went to Sydney, who hadn't won a flag in seventy two years and yeah. won them a premiership. And the set up and set time? up one of the best cultures in the game. He went to Melbourne, which was the hardest task you can possibly have as a coach.
0: We, you pull, you know
1: how horrendously bad we were at that time. Yes. Like that was It was unbelievable what he did to well, turn us really around. Doing and again, coaching. set us on a path.
0: He didn't he, really do any coaching with that. He just got your culture right. And that's only half the job. He never got to the point where you had to be tactically interesting.
1: If he had stayed on as coach and he had the motivation to stay on as coach, we would be in the same position now.
0: Yeah, with, we'd be we've playing got an average differently, coach but we now. <laughs>
1: You're an idiot. You, you, this is a this is a terrible call. He has done like two of is the Luke hardest Beverage, tasks
0: in footy Beverage, and got like an
1: eleven out of ten on both of them. He is a he is, is an Luke absolute Beverage, genius.
0: The expectations were so low for what he did with Melbourne, so low,
1: and he was a raging success, mate. We finished. We were in a pre- to have Didn't said we 100- would be in a preliminary final. Did when he took over in like in his five last years, game. it's extraordinary what he did.
0: Is Luke Beveridge one of the greatest coaches of all time? No. He's nowhere near it. He's the exact same thing without the Melbourne. He's thing. still
1: an excellent coach. And 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 Beveridge did it for one season and his team has dropped off. Ruzi set up the Sydney culture and he handed it over to Longmire just like he's done with Goodwin in a brilliant way and put two struggling so the best clubs part about into an is excellent state
0: when he's not coaching that's what separates him no
1: no because he sets up the found he set up the foundations and then got the success at one and then the foundations decided to leave the entire, before the success the for the other one the foundations
0: isn't the entire job you don't get credit for being one of the call, greatest mate. of all time for doing the Foundations. Uh, look, we're going to
1: keep going back and forth, but this is a shocking call, mate. Absolute stinker. No, nah, it's right on He is it. a great. Anyway, can we go talk about how good Melbourne are now again?
0: Uh, whatever. Is it yes. Melbourne time? You can run it. Melbourne around. review time? Yep.
1: No, we'll we explain what we're doing with it as we've oh, been yeah. doing the last few weeks. I
0: want to do my job for this bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're looking back on the season for Melbourne and Richmond this week, the losing finalists. We'll be rating them out of 10 for their list, their coaching, how they perform to expectations, and how we think we're, they're going to go in the future. Uh, yeah, so do you want
1: to take it away? It's going to be nice and positive about the D's, isn't it? List. We'll start with list. I've given a 9 out of 10 on the
0: list. Okay, I've given a 1. You have not. an 8.
1: Be realistic, an 8. Okay, well, that's that's wrong. We're a 9.
0: You, don't, you have weaknesses.
1: <sighs> Where? I, I think all we need is one key defender and one classy outside midfielder, and we have almost a perfect list.
0: Those are weaknesses.
1: Yes, but every team has weaknesses.
0: <laughs> oh, not North with Gaff Paul, and, and that's why I've given us
1: a nine. If we get May and don't lose Hope, <laughs> we're a 10.
0: So you think you've got the best list in the competition?
1: Oh, <laughs> I think everybody a 10. No, I think we're in the
0: top handful. Yeah, and so do I. With a Collingwood,
1: eight. a GWS. I don't know. I, I think our list is better than Richmond's. I think that.
0: Oh, I think it's about on
1: par. I, I think our midfield is the best in the comp. I believe that. I believe we have the best midfield. Um, our backline's poor. Our forward line is very good.
0: If you get a poor in a part of like a third of the ground, I think you're docked. Right, eight and a half.
1: Eight and a half then. <laughs> eight <laughs> and a half. Ugh. No, but like, our, our, small, like our, our back line has strengths. Like I think with Lewis and Salem, Neville Jetta is like smalls, rebounding defenders are very, very good. It's just the key defensive posts, which we're one short. And once you have Lever back, it's probably, it's not quite poor. It's, it's, it's below average. It's probably not
0: poor once Lever's in there. Yeah, okay. That's still, I've got you at an eight. I'm not, I'm not right. backing away from that. Coaching.
1: Coaching, I've gone a seven. Okay, I've
0: gone a six. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: had to be negative. You've called him, you've said he should be sacked about five times. Yeah, I was
0: going to go with a zero, but I thought that was a little too harsh. He's like fine. <laughs> A little bit too hard. Goodwin is fine.
1: No, he's not. No, it's not. That's not the problem. What he does well is outstanding. Like it's not about the fact he's just okay, but what he has actually coached our contest work, yeah, our work in close, our transition, our ability to score is outstanding. We were the high scoring team by almost two hundred points this year. Like, yeah. that is brilliant. He's I just got one part major of that flaw. Is
0: talent. The contested work especially.
1: You're too obsessed with talent. You do the same thing with GWS. It takes structure and it takes system to be able to do that. It takes getting a list working together. It
0: doesn't necessarily necessarily take a good structure. I don't think he's enhancing your contested work.
1: I I think he's coached that. I think He would have coached that at training and he's drilled that into us and has got us good in that area. And he knows he has the
0: troops who are capable of doing it. So when Clayton Oliver handballs just pull something out of his ass, you go, well, coach, goody. Well, was it good
1: coaching when Beveridge got his team to play the handball-happy game and won them a premiership? Yes,
0: because there was a clear shift in their decision-making and they put an extra person at the stoppage. That was a tactical move.
1: We do that. We put lots of players at each stoppage. That's a major part of why we win the contest. No. And he's done tactical things. like He's been massive on the play coming Gaun off the back of the square. He started that. The Gorn stuff was outstanding. He,
0: t- he did not start the thing off the back oh, of he square. Was the square. He
1: was the main driver at the start of last year. He, we'd have like three players coming off the back of the square at times. It was
0: times. A, definitely a Hinkley innovation. It was, it
1: was the Demon Diamond, mate. Remember? Yeah. The Demon Diamond where That's we had the fine. four and then we had but the two Hinckley coming off.
0: started it. And you know Yeah, the, but he did it for like you, a game. You know it. No, but
1: Goodwin did it as a long-term tactic. He, he was one of the major drivers behind it. But Look, he's got one major flaw and our defence needs a lot of work. And he's talked about that a lot throughout the year. So I have faith that he will work on it.
0: Yeah, it's really but, good that Paul Rood's left him a good structure that held after he started coaching with their defence. Shut the hell up.
1: We, we give too much space on transition. That's our biggest problem. We get outworked on the spread. Um, but we'll get there, mate. Expectations? We'll there. Eight i cool. was going with we're okay. You're a an eight, eight as well. Word. Yeah, I mean, I did it, look. It, You're it so was highly tra-
0: rated by other people that like, you didn't get a ten. Like half the competition was yeah. saying you were going to win the premiership. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which I think is unreasonable expectations, yeah. but there were expectations. Look, for me, a
1: prelim final exceeds my expectations by a lot. Yeah. Um, but there was still a lot of positive talk around. us that this could happen, so it's not completely out of the blue. So yes. yeah, an eight future eleven. Can I do that? Yeah, no. probably an eleven. No, you <laughs> All can't. All right, a ten. I'm giving us a ten. Our future—we we are the best-looking future in terms of we could win a flag next year, and then we could be right up there for a long period of time because we're young and we're almost there already. Our future is
0: outstanding. I've given you an eight.
1: That—that <sighs> that, I'm. We I would th- expected you to give us a nine.
0: All right, I like.
1: What are your What are your queries on our future apart we'll from losing Hogan, which won't happen?
0: <laughs> you were well, about to say that word. <laughs> 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 you interrupted me. Now I need to think. Um, I don't know. Just I, I don't think you're as shoe in as you think you are.
1: I don't think we're a shoe in to win a premiership, but I think we're.
0: I don't think you're the. Mo- I don't think you're out of all the clubs over the next five years. I don't think you're the most likely to win a premiership. Either. Who Who would you say is? I still think, guys, guys, teams like Richmond next year. Yeah, Richmond for next year, yeah. I I think, so I've got their future rated higher because I'm more confident in their, the likelihood of them winning a flag.
1: For next year, I'd agree with you, Um,
0: yeah. The West Coast will be fascinating because while they haven't, while they're missing players, they're still in the grand final. And while they might lose them or get them back late next year, they've proven they can win without them. But they're also a bit old, so you're probably at least on par with them. Collingwood are an interesting case. Uh, mm. I'm not sure yeah, how they're I hard to about pick. them. I think I need to think about it more. But then you've got sides like, I don't know, if GWS sack Cameron. <laughs> there are other sides I could see being just as likely as you.
1: I just, well, I like, I'm very confident we are in a position where we will have a red-hot tilt at it for five years. Yeah, And I don't, that doesn't mean we'll win one A lot has to go right to win one But we have we positioned ourselves in an I excellent spot for it I just don't think spot
0: that's for a 10 it. So from there I'm ba- doing my baseline as a 9 Yeah, but Already I decided I'm going to
1: be, gonna be really up and about about Melbourne I hate Melbourne, you being
0: so annoyingly <laughs> like, up So annoyingly up, <laughs> so annoyingly up. <laughs> Happier than I was <laughs> beforehand yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, like the entire year you were more depressed than this I don't yep. know what's going on Just I hope Jesse leaves and you don't get anything for him uh, let's move on uh, to our top five. Don't bring that up. We're going top five Norm Smith chances because for the, about the sixth week in a row, you wouldn't let me do top five trade targets. Yes, we're doing
1: that next week. I want to concentrate on footy whilst it's on its grand final week. Get excited about it, you grump.
0: So this is a little bit of our gambling advice. Um, yeah, we don't we've, we've, do a lot we've, that. We've sort of waited a little bit on their odds compared to how likely a shot we think they are to win it. So uh, who have you got? You've got an honourable mention, don't you?
1: I do have an honourable mention because I actually think this would be a terrible bet. But <laughs> I like getting around it because uh, Stringer chucked a bonus bet on Mason Cox at the start of the final series to win the Norm Smith. He's coming to $26, <laughs> which is ridiculous, really. Like he's, he's been best on ground once in his career, and it was last week.
0: Didn't he get three votes one game earlier in the year?
1: Uh, yeah, against us, Queen's birthday. He has eaten us apart How the hell did before. the
0: goey not get... We're gonna to get to questions later. I'm gonna insert my own one about the brown
1: Yeah, look, $26. I think it's terrible value, but I'm gonna be getting around him on behalf of Stringer. How much is he stand to win? He's it's it's a Only lot. Only
0: three grand, which just doesn't seem enough. Like that's still not bad. At the start of bonus the final bets series, too. <laughs> at the start of the final <laughs> series, I don't feel like he should have been able to. I just don't feel like he should have been at 151 to 1. He yeah. should have
1: been at 5,000 to 1. He also put $20 on steel for the uh, Brownlow at 100, at, at 100 to 1. one. Jeez, he was bloody close. It was, was an your, exciting uh, night. And he
0: did get Tom Mitchell at 750. So yeah. He got a decent chance. Yeah,
1: he's, he's on fire, isn't he? So maybe Mason will win it.
0: Yeah, so maybe we should have him on for this segment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so your, my honorable mention, I've got one as well. I've got Travis Varco at $67. Um, he should be in your list. Yeah, this is an absolutely rubbish decision And he won't win it But <laughs> amongst our friends I rather famously said about I think I think it was in the middle of the second quarter Everybody else says it was about five minutes into the game <laughs> This is the <laughs> 20 2011 grand yeah. final That uh, at that point in the game Travis Varco was my Norm Smith medalist Yeah, no, it was the way
1: you phrased it You said <laughs> I'm I think you said If Geelong win I'm giving Varco Norm <laughs> We're like <laughs> A, that is a stupidly <laughs> early call, and B, you don't have the power to do that anyway. I kind of stand by it. He was
0: awesome that game. He's, and had, he,
1: he's had a good final series. He he's not a, a terrible final. bet. He's had a really good final series. Yeah,
0: and he is a guy that sticks out. He'd be a sort of Cyril-like, yeah. a Cyril-like um, Norm Smith medalist. The problem is he plays a bit high up the ground in some ways. They've got so many small forwards that rather isolate deep that I think he won't get the opportunity, but... If he kicks three goals and has a fifteen disposal game, you're going to notice it.
1: Yeah, if there's no other major major standout. Yeah, worth yeah. A not a terrible bet.
0: Uh, so who's your five?
1: My five. I've got the guy that you hate, the sack. I've got Tyson Goldsack. who's at eighty-one dollars. Can you explain this to me? Well, he's just got to beat one of their key forwards in Collingwood to win, and he will there, be in the running the, for it. The
0: problem there is he's got to beat one of their key forwards. They famously have two of them.
1: Yeah, but if they win the it's game, not, if not, they win the game by five points, Darling kicks four. And Kennedy's held goalless by Goldsack. No, he, he'd be well he, in the right. if he
0: was playing Sydney, and he be Buddy absolutely. But aside side with more Ford diversity, I think, doesn't that narrative isn't allowed to unfold. The I other, just can't see that happening. The
1: other thing I like about it is the the I don't believe that. When picking Norm Smith, that the people who choose it are able to separate themselves from the narrative. So mm. I think there's a really good narrative around Goldsack. Like if he's yeah. pretty good, a lot of them will be like,
0: "Oh, let's give Goldsack some, some votes."
1: He's only got to keep a uh, key forward very quiet. I'm and not he's sure a he chance. can play
0: better than he did last time, and I don't think he would have come anywhere
1: I near. Mean, any he's, he's $81. Like I, I know it's not likely to happen, but it's a chance. I just can't see it happening. You hate I, you hate the sack.
0: My five is Jack Darling at $19. <laughs> Okay. I, I think there's a bit of a redemption arc for him there. Speaking of narrative, from his uh, 2015 grand Yeah. Okay. Grand fair final. enough. And God, he can play some big games. He's, he can play that true centre half forward game where he kicks goals, takes marks, and although it's going to be wet, it's not going to be that wet, and there's a chance it won't be raining during the game. I could see it unfolding, and he's he's actually my longest odds bet, so I haven't gone too outside, uh, but he's at $19, and I think he's a real real sneaky.
1: Do you think Goldsack will play on him? Is that your other logic behind it?
0: <laughs> yeah, and so if Goldsack plays on him, sure. He's, he's a sure no, Goldsack yeah. will play on um, Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah,
1: probably. Uh, my four, I've got Dom Sheed, who's at $31. He's Sneaky. in. 31,
0: I had him at 34.
1: Okay. Yeah. What, what were you looking Take
0: at? Take bed easy odds, people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was on sports bet. Uh, uh, he's in. I, I, I've rated Sheed for a long time. I was desperate to get him in my fantasy team all year. When I, mm. I was monitoring his outstanding form in the waffle. I got him in, and he had like two bad games, got dropped. So I gave up on him, and then he started playing well.
0: Yeah. And the turning point was when Gaff went out. <laughs> yeah,
1: which would make sense. But he's in, he's in really hot form, Sheed. He's playing some terrific yeah, footy. He's
0: averaging about 27 and a half touches a game. He, yeah. You notice him. The question is will he be their best midfielder? I could see him getting yeah. votes, but at thirty four dollars worth a shot. In an
1: even team performance, he could he could easily stand out.
0: Yeah, I uh, I, I didn't go in purely because you had him on and I thought I'd yep. spread the love. Yep. At four I've got DeGoey at twelve dollars. Okay, he's quite just, short. Yeah, I know, but he's sort of built for this guy. Yeah, game. he's that sort of player. Performance. Five goals it could happen very easily. And he was I thought he was probably best on ground against GWS in a role that I can see being replicated fairly with a fairly high amount of certainty. Like I think he's a really decent shot. He's the kind of player that, yeah, he does impact things and he doesn't often enough that I think you could see it happening.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, my number three is a little bit of a, a little bit of a joke. Um, so I, I revealed on this pod a few weeks ago that I'd put a $20 bonus bet on Rioli for Norm Smith. But <laughs> I, I stuffed up. I accidentally pressed D Rioli. I meant to press W Rioli. I can't simple believe mistake. I blew it. Very really, Rioli mistake. is at $51. I like the Rioli narrative is the other thing. So if he has 15 touches and kicks three goals... The media will be, like, oh yeah, we'd love to get really, we'd love to get another Rioli and Norm Smith. Like he will get some bonuses for being a Rioli, and his defensive pressure is great, which people notice on Grand Final day, and he's just going to get on the end of a few, and he's a yeah. chance. Fifty-one dollars, I don't mind it.
0: I could see him causing a bit of havoc, and yeah, the voters have been proven to give Norm Smiths to Riolis. Yeah, have, the, uh, have you heard the have you heard the stat that <laughs> have you heard the stat that um. <laughs> Every club that's recruited a Rioli since the formation of the AFL has won a premiership uh, in, within their uh, two first two years on the list. Really? Yeah.
1: That's cool.
0: There's four of them. Oh, that, I kind of hope that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's four that uh, won. Uh, four that have been recruited since 1990, and um, one of them didn't play. I think it was Hawthorne's Rioli didn't play in '91, but the rest did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was, so, Obviously, um, that, that is cool. Cyril in 2008 and Daniel last year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my three, I've gone yo. Yeah, okay. I've, think, got, I've got him at two. I think he's the most likely West Coast player, um, but he's only at $8, so that's why I haven't three. I got him
1: at 10, so if you bet, oh, <laughs> yo, well, sports bet. Well, there
0: you go. I think he's just so imposing. I think we've waxed lyrical about him fairly often recently. He's but, such an interesting footballer yeah. and just so dynamic, and you can't... Take him out of the game because he does so many things. So I think he's if West goes win, he's probably the most likely. Yeah.
1: So he look, he's my two at ten dollars. My one is side bottom yeah. at eight dollars, which basically
0: who I think they have the
1: clear standouts for either team. So if Collingwood win it, there is uh, it's highly likely side bottom will win it. His form is so good and he's such a big occasions player. He, he, does, he He's the sort of player who deserves to end his career as an Smith medalist. He
0: deserves some sort of. Outstanding achievement Because up until this year He hadn't yeah. made an All-Australian team And it was probably fair He hadn't had a year to be an All-Australian But his career body of work Would seem too barren Without something to yeah, yeah. stand out And he's
1: a real big occasion player Um, And yeah, and then yeah Yo, a $10 If West Coast win He's their best midfielder So he's the best best chance of getting
0: it Yeah, absolutely I've gone side bottom two, okay. Um Purely because I'm leaning towards West Coast as the winner. Okay. And yeah, I just, you're not going to get a winning Norm Smith medalist from the losing side because uh, it's unlikely. Yeah. they've uh, decided that that's not right, probably yeah. correctly. And yep. so for my number one, I had Jack Redden at $13. I like his odds more than yo. And he's been pretty much best on for the last two Finals they've had I think he 19 coaches Votes for their Yeah he's second In the Gary Yeah, and With less game He's averaging more Votes per game Than side bottom He's in such Good form He has absolutely Stood up after It looked like his Career was just Going to peter out He was good at Brisbane Got traded After a couple Of injury riddled Years The fresh start Didn't immediately Translate but Right now he's Just in unbelievable Form He does Everything pretty Well And he's the Kind of guy That can just build an imposing finals performance because mm. he's got the physicality to do so. Yeah. So if West Coast win, I think at his odds, he's the best option.
1: I, I, ju- I just don't know if he's
0: quite noticeable enough. He's the
1: sort of player who could get 10 coaches votes and be uh, missed yeah. by the media. That's probably my concern. Yeah. I, I've been buying too much into like the bias of the media <laughs> rather <Yeah. laughs> than who's actually going to be the best.
0: Uh, so let's move on. We are going with the Richmond team. Uh, season review, what have you rated their list at?
1: This might be seen as a little bit negative. I've gone a seven for their list. I think they have a very good list. I don't think it's that great, and I think they get buffed up a lot by the other categories, which we'll go to.
0: I think <laughs> there's only one other category yes, that get Yes, yes, up. all right. Um, I think they – yeah, I think that's underrating them. I think when we look at Richmond's list and go, it's not that good, which we've done fairly – uniformly between yeah. the two of us. I think we underrate how good their best players are, and I think we underrate how good their defensive talent is. And I know we're coming off by far their worst defensive mm. performance, but I think their stars, Rance, Rewold, Martin, and then a step-down, Cochin, are just unbelievable football. Absolutely. and Don't doubt that. then I think Asprey, Grimes, Floston are also... As top qualities you're ever going to get But because they're defenders I think we are just naturally inclined To not not perceive them as such, so strong Because if you're not a defensive star You don't get the credit you probably are due And they're not defensive stars in a lot of ways But they're so solid defensively And they are talented That I think we sort of just wash over that
1: yeah, I just I think there are a lot of players for Richmond who I could see being peeled out of the Richmond defensive structure and being put into another team and look and being average players. Yeah. I can picture that from a lot of their small. I don't want to name individuals because Poochie will hound me down, but I can see a lot of their small forwards, like, even some of their defenders. Good. Well, might be good elsewhere, but not to that same extent. That they play such a great structure, which is like good on them. Mm. Like that is awesome by them, it's not a criticism of them Like yeah. that's that takes real ability to be able to be a strong part of an important structure Like that's great on them but I, I don't think the talent is quite to the level of
0: I th- other teams yeah, I think to be the best side in the competition as convincingly as they were up until last weekend the talent has to be there and I think it is I, I, I believe in that talent more than I did a year ago and more than I think more than you do right now.
1: Well, what do you what do you give their coaching?
0: I give their coaching a seven.
1: I've given their coaching a ten. Interesting. So that's, that's how it turns around. I think Damien Hardwick is an absolutely brilliant coach. Yeah. I think I I've, they are the best defensively drilled team I think I've ever seen. Yeah. They they never apart from the weekend you yeah. never see them moving away from their structures. It is it is astonishing. They always have a man on the switch. They always have men down the line. They don't give enough of a gap in the corridor. They probably give just enough to try to tempt teams into going in the corridor, yeah. and then they chop it off often. Their back line is unbelievably well drilled. And the way that they move the ball forward is something we've we've never really seen before. And he, he's managed to get this small forward line to work. I, I, I think he's an absolutely brilliant coach. The way he's coached the last two years is outstanding.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely factoring longer-held beliefs than that. Okay. I'm not sure... I think they definitely have a tactical gimmick that excels. I'm not sure. And it will get found out at some point. You're
1: used to the word gimmick. Something good is a gimmick. Like, no but it like Ruzi as well. Like, it was great tactical play.
0: Yeah, but it got found out. It's going to get found out. Ruzi's last year they didn't make finals. Like, and they had to reform tactically under Longmont. But that's an old argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm wa- waiting to see... How they adjust to being found out, and how hard we could just whether he can
1: adjust in the same way that Clark before has been I rate able to... him
0: at the same level as Clarkson. yeah, okay. and a seven's probably too harsh a rating, and that's factoring in the nightmare years and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm waiting before I say as a coach he's a ten.
1: I'm probably I'm focusing more on what he is as a coach. Like I believe right that. He had these problems in the past, and he has actually developed and changed and become a ten coach now.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, rather than saying like, oh, he's just got onto something for a couple of years. Like, yeah. oh, I think he's developed but into I think being this we're coach.
0: Either side of the assumption there, I think we're both looking to see what it is, but we're leaning one way or the yeah, other. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, expectations
1: What you have uh, I've a five In the end yeah, I, 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 I find it interesting Because a lot of people Say it's a failure Like they were A certainty to win the flag And they choked But at the start of the year They weren't yeah. we, we, we believe they were A certainty to win the flag Because they were so good For the year And they then they had One poor performance At the most Inappropriate time But at the start of the year We both had bets With Whitey You said wouldn't make, they wouldn't Make top six I said they wouldn't Make top eight Yeah
0: I'm eight. kind of frustrated You bring this up While we're recording Because I was kind of hoping you'd forget. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: like, um, like uh, th- th- that came from bitterness. Yeah. But I still thought it was very conceivable they'd drop off and we'd be like, that was one year. It was a bit of a bulldog yeah. sort of year. Um, and they were the best team by a long, long way throughout the course of the season. And they just choked in one game.
0: Yeah, I think... I think that narrative really got going... It got going earlier for most people than it did for us. Or at least for me, because I rated west coast and i thought they were a juggernaut of some to some degree um but yeah but the end of the season was when we were really talking to them about as certainties like yeah. there were richmond supporters talking about back-to-back tattoos and stuff like that yeah, yeah. which you should never do before it's happened <laughs> just never do. you probably shouldn't ever do it but never do it before Ridiculous. before it happened <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah. Preliminary final, you'd go, that's a fine season at the start of the year. It wasn't going insane, yeah. Premiership or I think,
1: I think if at the start of the year they said Richmond will make a prelim, a lot of people would be like, yeah, it's about par. So, yeah. five. Uh, future. Future, look, I went a nine. Okay. I'm probably going to say a 9.5 now.
0: Yeah, I'm the same with you. I will stick to a nine. But I think if there's a team you can see winning the Premiership, Next year, it's them. I'll
1: be tipping them for the premiership next year. Off and
0: a devastating loss. There's going to be the motivation, and they've talked about how they struggled with that to a degree. Yeah, and if you can win a flag in your near future, it doesn't matter what's going on. Yeah,
1: after that. but they're not going to win a flag next year and then drop off either. Like no. they're not. They're not going to improve a lot. They're not young, but they're not old either. Like they're, yeah. they're, this, this list will be together for a while. So. Like Melbourne, they'll have a tilt at it for a while, and I'd, I'd probably tip him for a flag next year. So, 9.5, yeah, just so I can put him below the D's.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's move on to Poochie's mailbag. And I came out and said, uh, broke the news on our Facebook mm. page, that he'd cracked the shits and wasn't going <laughs> to send any in. And then, without any further prompting, he sent in three questions.
1: But did he initially crack the shits and say he wasn't going yeah, to? No, he oh, yeah, me. okay. I assumed you were lying.
0: No, I wasn't lying. Um, <laughs> I was, yeah, shocked when he sent them in. They're very Richmond focused, and um, despite our pleas, we did not get many. Um, we did not get too many questions. So if you're listening, still send in some questions in the future. We do enjoy them.
1: Yeah, we had some good. Uh, we 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 got a lot for a while throughout the middle of the season, and the people have dropped off.
0: Oh, yeah, They're, just yeah, like the
1: standard of the pod. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe we'll get some trade questions for our trade podcast.
1: Which we're not doing.
0: Which we are absolutely doing. Uh, so let's go with this. First one, is Tom Lynch going to be the Kevin Durant equivalent and lead the Tigers back to the premiership next year? We've sort of explained this. I don't but know Kevin basketball. Durant, <laughs> I know the name. I'm very impressed you at least knew the uh, sport he played. So Kevin Durant, for your information, and I don't think anyone else's, yep. uh, left the Oklahoma City Thunder after losing in the equivalent of the preliminary final and left to the team that lost in the grand final. So it's more about the fact that he's leaving to go to a very good team and then they look like the greatest side of all time from then on.
1: Right, but he didn't go from a crap team to a good team? No,
0: he went from a good team... To a better team? To a slightly better... Well, they lost by the equivalent of a point in the preliminary final to that team. Right, okay. And so he's left to that. He Yeah. And then they've been probably, in my opinion, the greatest NBA side of all time since. Yep. Is that going to happen to Richmond? Are we going to witness a juggernaut if when they get Tom Lynch?
1: I don't know which way to go on that. I, I do understand the argument of Lynch will come in and it will change the way they play and it might be their biggest strength. They may be compromising. Mm. On the other hand...
0: He's very good.
1: He's excellent. <laughs> and if it works with him as him and Rebould as the two key forwards, which most teams want
0: two key forwards... Well, Richmond want two key yeah, forwards. Yeah,
1: with the, with the smalls around. Clearly. If that works, uh, maybe. <laughs> and, yeah. But I, I do Lynch reserve the possibility that it will be a little bit of a sellout in a way and it might, it might disrupt them. It's yeah, possible. That's
0: what I hope for. Um, Lynch is so mobile through the air that I don't think it'll hamper to their ball movement too much. I think it'll strengthen that the defensive pressure in the Ford 50 is what might be compromised because he's only ever played at the yeah. coast and the standards aren't too high there. Yeah. So, he, d- he doesn't pressure. Yeah. So there's, that's the worry. I think more than
1: you'd think. Richmond's culture way. would back themselves in turning that around.
0: Yeah. I mean, if North are willing to back themselves in for Aaron Hall, I think you should be willing <laughs> to back yourselves. Yeah. In yeah. Fair enough. End. And if
1: they turned around revolt as well,
0: yeah, true. Yeah. I think well but slightly overblown issues from some regards, but Yeah, yeah maybe. Get what you're saying. But he was a bit selfish. He was. Now for our second question. <laughs> I do like this one. What was more Richmondy? Losing <laughs> the prelim this year after being premiership favourites for most of the year, or winning the toss and kicking into the wind and being eight goals down a quarter time after winning nine straight to make the finals. Oh
1: then no, no, no. he's missed the boat. Yeah. The most Richmondy thing that has ever happened. Was them making the eight and then being beaten by the team that finished ninth and went into the Ooh, eight, being Carlton. and that, that was the most Richmondy thing. And they were up by five goals, yeah, like true, halfway through true, the third true. quarter. That was the biggest choke I've ever seen. That, yeah. that was. But did they finish fifth that year? Yeah, they, year?
0: Jared yeah, they yeah, must they have. Did. Yeah, they finished, they finished fifth,
1: fifth. Carlton finished ninth, came into the eight, and then they were up by five goals halfway through the third quarter and lost the game. That is the most Richmondy thing we've ever seen.
0: Yeah, and definitely the. Uh, the Port Adelaide game is more Richmondy in my mind <laughs> than what they did on the weekend. Trent Cochin kicking into the wind and the game being over in about two minutes. One of the greatest finals moments of my life. <laughs> he still
1: hasn't properly explained the kicking into the wind,
0: has he? No. I think if they had a one again, it would have been the right time to ask him about it because he'd just be so euphoric. And be like, I've moved past it. That's not my legacy anymore. <laughs> they, they've lost, so you can't really. It's not the right time to ask him. If they win again next year, I reckon somebody has to ask him. We'll
1: never forget Trent. <laughs> we'll never forget.
0: It's going to be held against him forever. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, from Kurt, uh, if the I oh know this is from Whitey. Sorry. Ooh. Miss uh miss attribution there. If the players' awards were given after finals would Cochrane still be named best captain? Oh. And similarly, last year, would Tex have been named best captain after finals?
1: Yeah, interesting. Quite possibly not. Who would... Hearn could have been.
0: I could so easily see just the winning the premiership captain. Yeah, which they've done with doing. the
1: coaches now. They just... The winning coach is the best coach of the year. Yeah, which Buckley is probably won the rightful.
0: coaches' association version of it, which I think is just what. When was doing. that done? Like today? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. While we were recording, it popped up on AFL. I, I think
1: Simo deserves it. To be honest with you. Yeah. I,
0: there, but that this wasn't. was a good year for coaching. Not that this is the question. <laughs> that was not the question. Yeah. That's but no, I don't think that he would be. I I I seriously think it'd just fall into a trap of. The premiership captain.
1: Do you think that's a trap or do you think that's what it should be? You are the best captain.
0: I think a guy can be like heroic and get their team to seventh when they shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. If you you had someone do like what Wayne Carey occasionally did with the North side that wasn't that great and take them to finals, that would have to be it. Buddy, Mm -hmm. if he was a captain and doing what he was doing. Wouldn't yeah. be up there. Like there are situations where I don't think that should be.
1: But you do have to here. say, like, C- Cochin has been the best. He's been captain, a fantastic. But captain. you do the fact that they lost that game, he does have to take some responsibility for not, you know, being the leader out there and not helping his players be up for the game yeah, after the bye, bye all well all well, all all or that, it that stuff. It would be
0: very interesting to see what the fallout is from, sort of what if Dustin Martin needs surgery, what has happens with Asprey to see if there are more playing hurt than we thought, but. They're yeah, I. They didn't play well, but I, to be honest, I don't think he should have it taken off him. I, I don't think he's one that should. Yeah, but I okay. think it would.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. As uh, just sorry, just one more question. Oh, this no. is from David Payne. You've got my question. Yeah, is
0: Pucci a bad loser? I'm, I'm willing to answer this without any hesitation. Yes. I
1: oh, know he doesn't even live in the state anymore. I wouldn't know how he handled it. He, he the cracked
0: lot. the shit and <laughs> refused to do it, and then. But to be fair, he knew he was a bad loser, and uh, he said he had a job to do. That was his uh, exact words. That's a quote. He <laughs> sent in questions. Yeah, okay.
1: You know, he probably is a bit of a sore loser, to be honest with you. I mean, they won a flag. He's probably you not be as happy. sore
0: a loser as I am, but, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: no one is. Anyway, final question. Uh, we've missed it last week. Off, off yeah, the we Facebook forgot. page, battle situations with unexpected handicaps. I'm pretty happy with this one. Batman, but from the waist down, his body has been replaced by a collection of fallopian tubes. Don't know why they chose fallopian tubes. Yeah, Versus okay. Iron Man, but all of his weaponry has been replaced with toothpaste dispensers.
0: I'm going Iron Man. Yeah, I'm going Iron Man. I think the fallopian
1: tubes basically means you can't move, doesn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah, well, I took... He can do acrobatics and shit, so surely he could like push up, him flip himself around places. Maybe does he have control over the fallopian tubes?
1: I look I, I don't really. i entirely uh, what it would look like. I'm not eh? aware
0: of what the strength of a fallopian yeah, tube is either. Exactly. That's a big like, issue. My knowledge of fallopian tubes is very vague. I'll, yeah. I'll admit to that. Yeah. Um. But I still go Iron Man, and like he can drown in toothpaste. If he falls, he could. If Batman can't move, he could open his mouth so much toothpaste down his throat That he'd suffocate He
1: wouldn't use the toothpaste Would he Yeah he'd like, just beat the shit out yeah, of him Yeah exactly he, <laughs> I'm assuming Batman can't move Like he can just Does He, he can just like have his th- weapons Yeah I assume so So
0: Batman can Oh to fair, Batman so uses can use his hand s- Yeah Smoke grenade or something Yeah Although Batman never kills people
1: yeah, that's true. Which means he needs a bit of movement to kind of get away, and yeah, it or not it's going to gonna be hard to. Oh, I suppose you can maybe, kind of like actually, no, him he, up or something. I don't, oh, I don't but know. it's only it's
0: only it's only Tony Stark's weapons, not his actual suit. Or does that count as the weapon?
1: No, no, he's got the suit, but I think so knockout
0: gas, which Batman would have, wouldn't work because it'd be filtered by the suit.
1: Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so I
0: don't think any of Batman's weapons would work. Okay, which means it'll just be.
1: Iron yeah. Man standing over a the dude top and beating a the crap in a out of him with his hands.
0: Suit Beating the crap out of him. Yeah, and it would be a bit strong no hit
1: with a robotic suit as well. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, I think we're actually in agreement on this one. I think Iron Man would win that. But but, but we do need a bit more knowledge of fallopian Flopian So yeah, anyone send we'll, it in if you uh, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Otherwise we'll just report back <laughs> on the answer. Yeah. Uh, but anyway that's it i think yeah that wraps up the 27th episode of the plebs on footy podcast join us next week for a special grand final last podcast. one ever
1: last podcast we'll ever do N- no <laughs> as i say every year
0: you've, you've you've agreed we don't even need to play this game anymore <laughs> but there is a high likelihood that we'll be intoxicated while recording it yeah we love which it. is absolutely the worst way to do things from a listener perspective but it's so much it's fun a lot of fun us. for us so uh yeah thanks for listening we'll Hopefully see you next week. Thank you.